What's up, KSAP? James Ford, that's me. Let me talk to him. Let's get it. I'm sick of ball dropping. I'm sick of ball dropping. Chopping up these topics, man. I'm sick of ball dropping. Driving coast to coast, making moves ain't stopping. Driving coast to coast, making moves ain't stopping. Hey, let me put you on game. These other podcasts, I hear talking this, but ain't repping the same. This my bro KSAP. Chopping up topics for your optics. From politics to your top picks. Tune in, you gotta watch this. Exclusive material for your radio. Stop what you doing and listen, we smashing all competition, you better jump on this wave, somebody pass me a mic, man I got something to say, And now, your host of the Simply Ball Dropping Podcast, the man behind the mic, KSAC. Yo, welcome to another episode of Simply Ball Dropping. I'm your host, KSAP, and today we got a special show lined up for you. Um, this person, he really don't need no introduction. I mean, he, he wears many hats, got a lot of accolades. Um, first of all, he's a graduate from Frederick High School in Frederick, Maryland, my alma mater. Also, he graduated college from Clarion University in Pennsylvania. He played college basketball with John Calipari. In 2017, he was inducted into the Frederick County Sports Hall of Fame. Also, he's the head basketball coach for the Tuscarora Titans, where he has led the Titans to -to back-to-back regional finalists. He also is the fastest coach in school history to reach 50 wins in just two and a half seasons. Also, he's a basketball analyst for WFMD in Frederick, Maryland. Also, he's the vice president and coaches without boundaries. Also, he's the director of basketball operations for Frederick County Coaches Association. No other than Mr. Daryl White. Please welcome to the show. Hey, man. Thanks. I really appreciate you uh, reaching out and, uh, and, and having me a part of this uh, this outstanding uh, podcast. And, and the things that you're doing, I, I really appreciate it. I've heard a lot of good things about you as well as I've, I've known about you for a long period of time. But to be doing what you're doing is uh, truly a blessing. And, and to have me on your show, I'm, I'm definitely grateful and, and, and humbled to be a part. Man, I do appreciate your time. And it, it's always good when the people reach out to me. And say, hey, reach out to so-and-so. So, like I said, I'm just grateful and humbled, you know, to get your blessing to come on to my show and to sit down with me and, and we can talk. So I do really appreciate your time. And like I said, like in the introduction, you know, he don't really need no introduction, man. He wears many hats in the Frederick County area and um, he does a lot for the Frederick, you know, Frederick County. And, you know, first off, there's a lot of things that he does that people might not know. And one thing, he's a um, he's an analyst for WFMD. And I remember back in the days when I played basketball at Frederick High and he was um, announcing some of the games. And, you know, just to have that voice, you know, come over, you know, the um, airwaves and, and talk sports because he really knows the sports. And it, it's just a pleasure for him to join me on my show. And like I said, it, it's, it's an honor so we're going to get in today's show. First of all, we're just going to, you know, do a Q&A and we're going to ask, you know, some certain questions to Mr. Whiten on, you know, his per, you know, perception on a lot of things that he does. One thing I just want to ask you, what is the difference in transitioning from coaching girls basketball 
to coaching men's basketball? Well, I, I don't think there's there's much of a difference. You know, I always tell folks, you know, that girls basketball and boys basketball, they both have what, what I consider is, is the E. Uh, girls are more emotional and boys have more of an ego. Uh, but I think they're, they're, they're both very receptive about what it is that you're trying to teach them, especially, you know, whenever you can reach and teach and you can raise uh, self-esteem and, and you can actually motivate young folks um, to actually do certain things. And, and one of the biggest things is that to have uh, both of them boys and girls uh, to believe and trust the process and once they believe within you uh, it, it's pretty much you know no big difference as far as coaching I mean girls basketball is is definitely on the rise and uh, girls are just uh, you know becoming uh, more athletic um, as they may have been you know several uh, years ago and I, and I tell you I mean it was uh, a humbling experience to actually coach girls basketball um, for a long period of time, I was definitely grateful in that position. And then now being on the boys' side, I mean, that's something that I have you know, been praying for for a while. And uh, and my prayers was answered. And, and I'm definitely uh, uh, grateful uh, to, to be a head boys basketball coach, you know, here at Tuscarora High School. Um, but again, I mean, I, I don't think it's much of a difference, um, especially if, if your philosophy is, is still the same as far as reaching and teaching and having them to buy into the uh, process. And once they buy into the process, they begin to trust it. And it, it, whether it's boys or girls, they both become very successful. Man, that's great. And it's a lot of things that you said in there that are key points. And a lot of people that, you know, are young and they're, they're getting into coaching and things like that. But I've, I've seen your transition. I, you know, I followed you from afar. Me, you know, being raised in Frederick, Maryland and moving out to the Dallas area. I still keep, you know, you know, in touch with everything that goes on back in my community. And I follow you guys and I, I've seen you on the girls level. You was very successful. And now you're transitioning over to the to the guys um, head basketball coach. And I've seen the transition, you know, you playing at Frederick High and coaching at Tuscarora. I've seen the challenges and everything that you have done to turn Tuscarora into a, a very formidable program. So like you said, in these last two years, you know, you've reached the, um, the regional finals. So in that aspect, I've seen it. So on this upcoming season, what are you looking forward to and what are some of the challenges to get over the hump to get you to the next level? Well, I think one of the biggest things is that, you know, you continue to work, you continue to grind, uh, you, you continue to basically, you know, teach each and every day. And that, that's not only, um, you know, to the players, but it's also the coaching staff. I mean, as I tell them, you know, my, my, my piece of the puzzle may be the biggest, but it's not the most important piece. Uh, the most important piece is that we all have to be able to connect the dots and believe and trust with one another. And, and I think it's just basically a, a ball to bounce a certain way here or there, um, or a shot to fall here or there. I, I think we're pretty much, we're right there. Um, and, and we're really looking forward to a, uh, you know, to, to another good season this year. Uh, we got some good players are returning. Um, but the most important thing is, you know, we really have some players that are really trusting and believing, not only within the team concept and trusting the process as far as what we want them to do, to buy into, but we're also basically getting them uh, to buy into each other. And, and one of the biggest ways you get them to do that is you, you start to do things outside of the game of basketball. Um, and then once you're doing those community things and guys really believe and trust with one another, that translates and it comes over to the actual court. 
And when you have those kind of things, you know, you can really become very successful. And that's what we're, you know, trying to build, you know, things outside of basketball. It's just more or less the character um, and guys believing and trusting with each other. Man, that's great. Is there a, is there a certain kind of culture you want to um, instill in your boys? Well, one of the biggest cultures is just basically just to, just to believe. Uh, and, and when they can believe within themselves and, you know, that, that just goes a long way because, you know, you know, some young folks, you know, nowadays, you know, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, not only can they believe within themselves, but can they trust themselves? Um, and some young folks are basically uh, afraid to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes, but it's just basically, you know, how do you bounce back, you know, to actually, uh, you know, correct the next thing? You know, we always try to basically tell them to focus on the, you know, the next play. We don't know what the next play is going to be, but we're basically want them to focus and basically, you know, hone in on onto uh, what it is and, and how they're going to make basically do it right. So, you know, the biggest thing and, and the biggest culture is just being able to believe uh, within each other and, and believe and, and trust itself. That's great, man. And as a as a head coach, man, you always have that you know, that great mindset and you always put your best foot forward. And that's great to see that, you know, Frederick County basketball is is back on the map. It's going to be a great up and coming season. I feel I mean, like I said, I follow things from afar. I still stay connected. So I'm yes. looking forward to the up and coming season to see what all the basketball teams in Frederick County are going to do. And that's great. So on a high school level across the board, in all sports, what are some of the responsibilities, if any, helping student athletes get into college? How does that conflict with the student athletes and the expectations from the coaches? Well, you have to be transparent. You have to be honest. Uh, our thing is that we never sell kids up high in the sky. You know, we'll tell a kid that you know that you have the ability to play at the next level. Now, what level uh, that 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 may be is depending on how hard they work. You know, not only on the court but off the court, meaning in the classroom. Uh, just a perfect example: we had a young man that was cut his sixth grade year, seventh grade year, eighth grade year. He came to us. He was cut nine, ten, and eleven. Made the team his senior year. Saw some playing time, but he continued to trust the process and, and, and trust our staff and and continue to stay on me uh, to help him to get better. Well, you know, to God be the glory, the young man now is, has a basketball scholarship where 80% of it's being paid and he's going to play at the next level. So that's just telling kids never give up on your dream uh, because my whole thing is that I want to do whatever I can uh, to help any and, and all student athletes to become you know, not only just good basketball players, but basically just good individuals because, you know, it, it's all about the game of life. And, and, and I take it very seriously um, to, to help student athletes to get into the next level, to play college basketball. If that's what they want to do, I think it's, you know, part of my job working with that individual as well as uh, his family, as well as the school system, to try to help him to basically obtain that dream. You know, when you got a kid that no one in his college is, uh, in his family has ever went to college, and then you got one that's going to college, to, to me that, that, that measures more than a high school championship because now we're helping a kid that when he had faced adversity, he continued to believe within himself, and he can continue to believe, you know, within the coaching staff, and he said, you know, I'm going to still obtain my dream. Some kids, if they get cut one year, two years, they're going to say, this is not for me. But when you get a kid that's been cut six years, you know, 
not one year, two years, but six years, and he continues to grind and works and trusts the process and just wants to get better and believe within you as a coach, I mean, that just says a lot. And, and, and that's our whole thing is that, you know, if a kid wants to go to college, I think it's really important for us to assist him and to help his family to obtain as much resources as possible. But, but on the flip side of that, you know, we, we have to monitor the academics. I mean, at Tuscarora, we have mandatory study hall. Uh, we, we do things. We have grade sheets. I mean, these guys have to go to class, and they have to basically, you know, do the right thing in the classroom because, again, it's the air is going to come out of the ball one day. And they're going to need something to fall back on. And that's the big E is what we call it. That's actually the education. Yes. You know, because, you know, without that, you know, they can be one of those kids that that you may see years from now saying that at a barbershop saying that, well, when I was back in school, this is what I did. (laughs) You know, you know, you get a lot of barbershop talk. Yes. We beat you all. I had 15. You only had 10. I had 25. <laughs> we beat you for that. That's not we want to, you know, That that's not the talk. The talk should be basically, I was glad that I had the type of coach that I did because he continued to push me even when the season wasn't in session. And I continued to believe in him and his philosophy because now I'm a much better person because of the things that I've learned you know, underneath this particular uh, coach or coaches. That, that is, that's absolutely correct, man. And you made a lot of key points. And I hope all the listeners out there that's going to listen to the podcast understands exactly what you're trying to, you know, teach the kids. And, and right. you broke that down so well. And with that being said, I've seen clips of you with the kids that go on to the next level where you're up there with them on signing day. Tell me what kind of feeling is that? Knowing that one of your students has made it to the next level, and you're and you and you're a part of it. Well, the the, the main thing is that it, it, again, it, it's a blessing because I mean, when, when you're talking about some of the kids that no one in their in their family has ever gone to college, and then now they're able to go to college, and then you have a signing day, and when you got you know mothers or fathers or grandparents and just crying during signing day because it's something that they always wanted for their son but they just didn't know if it was basically uh something that could actually happen and and we tell them you know with us and just continue to believe and continue to trust you know just just like the scripture through god you know you know i can do all things you know through through christ who strengthens me that's correct our whole thing is that we want to continue to push these student athletes. We want to basically help them not only so much on the court, but in the classroom. And, and just real quick, and I don't mean to digress, but when you're talking about the classroom, we also try to stress with the kids that it's good to make the honor roll. Man, we're happy for you. But we also got to be careful what classes we're taking to make the honor roll. Yes. And, and, that, and that's very important because a lot of parents may not know that, you know, what is the one of the biggest things that happens with some of some of our student athletes is that their core score. And if their core score is not where it needs to be, you know, a lot of times they can't get in, you know, to that particular college or that particular university. You know, so we're really working with, you know, the whole family to teach them about the dynamics. You know, we're trying to teach them about 
you know, when should I be applying and trying to get clear through the NCAA? You know, because that's very important. I mean, we get, you know, you get kids. I remember when I first, you know, had taken over the job at, at Tuscarora, I, I said, can I get a show of hands of who knows about the NCAA clearinghouse? And this was a, a meeting with students, uh, some of the players, as well as parents. And, you know, nobody raised their hand, but just one kid. And that was a kid that basically he played football as well. Uh-huh. So, so I think it's very important that you know, it, it's our job that we have to educate you know, not only the, the, the kids, but, you know, we, we look at the whole family because everybody needs to know, you know, what's going on and how it and what it is going to take for us to obtain that dream. And that dream is to be, you know, to basically be sitting at a table and signing and saying that I'm going to take my talents, and my uh, academic uh, achievements to this particular institution. Man, that's great, man. You made, uh, man, Moon, you make a lot of great you know, points. And I hope everybody that listens to this podcast, they get a great message out of this because, I mean, you're breaking it down so well. And like you said, right now, you're a head basketball coach, plus you're a youth mentor. Now, as a youth mentor, what is your message to the generation? Uh, don't, you know, don't be afraid to be different. I dare you to be different. You know, you, you don't have to be like everybody else. You know, and, and I try to instill into what my dad used to tell me is that if I'm a D battery, I don't hang out with double A's. <laughs> you know, because if you hang out with double A's, what's going to happen is if you get around so many of them, they're going to basically suck your energy. Then you're going to start believing that, you know, you're D, you become now a double A. Yeah. That's not what you want. You want to basically try to continue to empower yourself and to empower others to actually do the right thing. And, and one of the simple messages that we try to tell them is that the road you, you know, the road you choose will determine whether you win or lose. You know, and, and if you want to basically continue to hang around negative people, trust me, negative things are going to happen. If you're going to hang out with people that's going to hold you accountable, that's going to empower you. You're going to grow each and every day. And our motto is basically that we want our our players, we want, you know, again, on and off the floor, we want them to get, you know, 1% better each day. And some people may say just 1%. 1% is a whole lot because there's a whole lot that can actually go into just that 1%. And if you can get 1% better each day on and off the floor, you'd be amazed how far that's going to take you along. Not only just the game of life, I mean, excuse me, the game of basketball, but the game of life in general. Because as you're getting better, you're going to help somebody else get better. But if you're, again, if you're a D battery, if you hang out with double A's, your energy is going to be sucked so much. Now you're not going to get 1% better. You're going to lose a percentage each and every day. Man. So we just basically, and my message to them is just, you're not daring to be different. I mean, I do a lot of public speaking. I mean, I, I just did a thing with Freddie Christian athletes with over uh, close to 300 student athletes there. And, and, and that was my message to them that, you know, I, I, I dare you to be different. Uh, and it's okay to be different. Um, I was called upon from the Virginia Women's uh, uh, Bar Association and judges to, to, to speak with them. And my whole thing to them was just basically, uh, you know, again, dare you be different. That's yeah, a great message. That's a great message, man. And, and all yeah. the young people that's going to listen to this podcast, uh, I want y'all to take heed to what yeah. um, Daryl is saying. I mean, you know, go out there and be different. It's okay to be different, man. And- it, it's okay to be different. I mean, I, I, I said in, I, I said in, you know, some rooms with some really top college coaches, you know, uh, two of my great mentors, uh, John Calipari and, uh, you know, Shaka Smart, you know, and, and you'd be amazed 
how many student athletes will lose a scholarship, you know, based upon social media. Uh, sometimes they're portrayed to be something that they're not, and then that funnels to that coach that may be recruiting you. You know, there was a there was a kid that was being recruited. I won't name the school he's being recruited. You know, from I mean, two, but it was it was several top Division One schools that he was he was being recruited to, and he was a prominent basketball player. But what had happened was two weeks before he was going to sign, him and his friends they decided to put some stuff on social media. Well, the coaches from that particular those particular colleges called his high school coach and said. We're not interested in your boy anymore. Wow. And they go, why? What's going on? They said, well, you probably need to talk to him. Well, when it all came out, it was based upon something that he had put on social media. So he lost an opportunity based upon the choice that he made. We yes. can all make choices each and every day, you know? And, and, and the thing with this, you're going to have to be able to make good choices. As I said, the road you choose will determine whether you win or lose. That's absolutely you, correct. You know, yeah, and if you're a battery, trust me, you're not going to do anything you know, that's going to jeopardize you from actually obtaining some type of college scholarship. Man, that's great. And it's great that you said that because that social media stuff, it's a gift and a curse. And a lot of things yes. that you do at a young age, like you said, moving forward, it comes back to get you. You could post something on social media in 2011 and say, like you said, you're a prominent you know, athlete ready to go to the next level. And they start pulling up your social sites and looking at all the stuff you didn't post it. And that stuff will come back and that stuff will come back and derail some of the things that you're trying to achieve. And then you got to try to find your way out. And sometimes people can't find a way out and you lose lose stock and stuff like that. Like it's a lot of NFL athletes and NBA athletes that post this stuff on Twitter and things like that. And they come back and they dig that stuff up and that hurts them. So that's right. a great message to the yeah. youth now starting out to let them know you choose the path and you choose your choices. So that's a great right. message right there. Right. And, and, and the thing they got to realize that a lot of times that, you know, and, and I try to tell them, if you like it, that's just like you're posting it. Yeah. So don't don't think that just because it wasn't on your page, but, the, you know, but if those are the type of things that you like. You're basically telling a lot about your character. That That's correct. That is correct. That's an absolutely great message. And, you know, I heard you talk about John Calipari and, and Shaka Smart. Now, I'm, you're you're a basketball savant. You're very savvy in basketball. You played at a high level. And I just want to ask you a question. And the people want to know, how did you get into being a sports announcer, play-by-play -play for high school basketball? Well, I, I, I tell you, I, I used to watch, uh, when I was playing high school uh, basketball, like, what's that, two years ago? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but when I was playing... <laughs> When I was playing high school basketball, I, I used to always, you know, idolize those people that was doing a, uh, that was doing a commentary for WFD. As I remember uh, one of the greats, uh, Adam Craven, you know, God rest his soul. He was a football coach at Frederick High School, but he also used to do um, uh, games for WFD. He, he, he did some football games like playoffs or whatever, and, and some of the other guys. And I said, man, I said, I would love to do that one day. And I just researched it, and I contacted them, and I, and I just always wanted to know, you know, what what would it take for me to actually, um, you know, to be an announcer. And, 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 I, and I had a trial uh, for maybe a couple of games one season, and, and it was truly a blessing. The next thing you know, I had signed on with them. Now, 
I haven't done many games of late because I'm coaching high school basketball. Um, but, but my thing is that I may do playoff games. Uh, but but I, I told the guys at WFB, I, I don't want to do games, you know, at down Xfinity because I want to be actually be playing. Yes, so, yes. <laughs> so that so that's one of the goals. But uh, you know, one of the ways that, that the the way I got there was more or less that you know, I mean, yes, I do have a degree and everything, but you know, it's just also being knowledgeable about what it is that that you're doing, as well as. Um, asking questions and, and, and approaching uh, the actual company to be a part of them, to get a trial. Man, that's great, man. And I'm, I'm going to go back down memory lane a little bit because I remember we, when I was playing high school basketball for Frederick High and you used to do the inner city games and everybody would always look forward to hearing your voice on WFMD when Frederick High played the Thomas Johnson Patriots. And you would just put excitement in there because of the fact that you knew all the guys that was playing so you knew a little bit about everybody, so you could put your spin on it when you're when you're broadcasting. So it was always great to hear your voice. Like I got one clip that stands out in mind. I think you did the game um, we was playing. Um, I think we was playing Westminster, and I went back and listened to the broadcast, and you was like sat for three, and I was like, oh man, Moon just put the spin on it, man. So that was great. I just had to go back down memory lane. But we always look forward to listen to your voice on WFMD, you know, calling them games. It was always great to hear you. And you would break it down, like I said, because you knew all the kids in the surrounding area. So you, you would know how to put your spin on breaking down every kid's attribute and everything that, you know, was talked about on the broadcast. So in that mind, so when you was doing the games, how did it make you feel seeing kids that, you know, grew up in your neighborhood that you used to see at the park playing basketball, but you actually call in their games. Well, that that was that that was simply amazing uh, because not only you know the, the the kids that you knew, I mean, that was growing up, but but you also had some type of connection with their family uh, as well as yourself. I mean, you know, you're being pretty modest yourself here because you know you're a pretty good player. You know, Eric Frederick. I mean, you you, you know you could shoot the basketball. You know, he was lighting it up, and and, and the thing of it is, you know, when you used to knock that three down. You know, it was almost like you had toothpicks in your mouth because that <laughs> smile and that grin, you know, just wouldn't go away. You was always looking for the next one. As I said before, you may not have heard that. You'd never taken a shot that you didn't like. There you go. Um, you know, so you was always, you know, one that knocked those things down. But but I, I just got a joy for it because then when you see them in the community, you know, I should run into some kids and they used to say, you know, I can't wait till you do our game, you know, next week. And, and if I knock one down, I'm going to do this and, or whatever. So you remember those things uh, that, that they told you. And you may remember some of the things when you ran into them at a barbershop, you know, before they was going to play that big inner city game. And, and that was always good because I'm like, you know, I ran into so-and-so, you know, at the barbershop getting his hair done uh, because he was ready to get that haircut because he was ready for the inner city game tonight. Yes. These are some of the things that he was talking about is that what they needed to do and how he needed to play. So that was real good. And, and I, I was just so grateful that they would allow themselves to, um, to talk to me and give me an insight uh, on what it was that they was trying to obtain on that particular game. But I, but I really love that. That, that was good. 
Man, that's great, man. And it's a lot of things that, you know, a lot of people don't know. I just want to ask you a question on the lines. How did you get that name, Moon I knew man? that was coming. <laughs> I knew that was coming. Wow. And, and, and to set the record straight, and, and why not, you know, basically set it straight on, on, on this uh, uh, particular uh, podcast on, you know, one of the, the great up-and-coming uh, uh, broadcasters out there. There was a gentleman by the name of Willis Hall. Okay, who's actually a relative of mine. Willis was a state champ uh, at Frederick High School, I, I want to say 67. Yes. Um, and Willis Hall was a guy that you always run on your team as you grew up, as we got older. Uh, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm, I was born in 67. I mean, I was in high school in 67. <laughs> but Willis, you know, you, you always knew that when the game was tight and you was going to uh, 15, um, straight 15, and if Willis was on your team, you just throw the ball inside of Willis, you know he was going to get fouled, um, and he was going to have to give you the ball. So whenever it was tight, you knew you weren't going to win because uh, Willis was going to get fouled. So he was a guy that's always one on your team. Uh, but he was also you know, a, a great person and, and a good basketball player as well. Yes. But my uncle, Ray Whiten, uh, who was one of my uh, big mentors. Uh, we used to always do things together, play bass, whatever. They called us the M&M brothers. They called him the monkey man, and they called me the moon man. <laughs> and so his wore off, and mine basically stayed with me. Yes. Um, and, and a lot of folks are always wondering, I mean, why do they, you know, they thought it was other things, but that's pretty much uh, how it uh, became uh, through Willis Hall. Oh man, that's great, man. So, but it, it's but the thing it has a trickle down effects, man. Because your brother, they started calling him Half Moon. So right. it's like you know, it stayed in the family. Like a lot of names stick with you. A lot of people give you nicknames when you grow up, and it stick with you. So, man, right. it, that that's a great thing. So you know, they called him Pearl and Half Moon. Exactly. And, and you know, he he was, and, and he'll tell you, you know, he he was the scorer, he was the shooter, not me. He'll tell you I was the distributor, and he was the one that basically, you know, could shoot the ball, and which, which he's right. I mean, he was definitely a, a, a good shooter in his times. So, uh, you know, a good basketball player had had a lot of good knowledge, uh, had, had real good uh, a basketball IQ. So I, I'll, I'll give him that part. Oh yeah, you know, you know, I <laughs> you know, I followed you guys, man. I remember back in the days, man. You know, after we graduated, and we so far from school and we used to come back to the community go down to south reddick when like you said mr you know willis hall had the gym open we'd go in there and play basketball and it was always good to get back with the fellows that you grew up with and you played against and you looked up to and we get in there you know like you said you get in there you play ball you have fun and like you talk about the barbershop talk you know i see y'all you know in brooks barbershop y'all be having y'all's barbershop talk and that stuff man that that stuff inspires me man i look at that stuff man i get to a lot of knowledge from guys that I looked up to when I was growing up as I was coming up playing sports and I just like I said I follow you from afar I'll I, I be watching so I, I still see what goes on so like I said y'all be in there doing the barbershop talking things like that man so that's always great stuff man so one thing tell us about your relationship with John Calipari uh, it, it, it's a good relationship you know, it's just one of those things where you know you're looking for advice uh uh, whether it's just it could be life, whether it could, it could be basketball, and, and one of the uh, a guy, another gentleman, Jeff Zumigal, uh, who played with us, of course, you know they were older than me. Um, you know, John transferred in from University of North Carolina Wilmington uh, when when he had came and came to Clarion, and I played behind him uh, his senior year, and I learned a lot from him, and I just actually 
uh, always remember one of the things that he had told me, you know, not only about coaching or about the game of life, but one of the things is that you know, he always told me keep in touch. And I did that, and we became, you know, real good friends uh, from that day forward, you know, as far as working his camps or just basically going to watch games, you know, at that Big Blue Nation, you know, down there in Kentucky, which is unbelievable. Um, and it's just it's, it's just good networking, um, and, and that's what I try to tell folks to do, you know, network, uh, be able to connect with folks and, and continue to um, network with them. So, I mean, he, he's been a, a, a tremendous friend as well as a mentor. And, and just like Shaka Smart is the same way, you know. I mean, Shaka is it, just unbelievable. Um, you know, whether you're calling, whether you're texting, whatever, for advice, the same thing. And, and it's good to be able to connect with, you know, somebody like that um, that can give you some good, sound advice because they're at levels, you know, that you pray one day that you can actually – you know, be at that level, um, whether it's that big time or whether it's just at the next level. Um, so it's always good to be able to just pick their brains and just listen to them talking and you just be a big sponge and just absorb all kinds of information and take it back to your program and take it back to your players. So I'm definitely grateful and humble, you know, for both of their mentorship uh, to me. And, and not only to that, for them to actually uh, believe in me. I mean, both of them actually – uh, wrote letters as far as um, congratulatory letters uh, that I have up at the uh, at the Hall of Fame as part of the um, part of the shrine that they you know that they give you and, and to place in the actual Hall of Fame. So both of them have written me some really nice letters, you know, congratulating me on the you know, the inductee into the Forty uh, County Sports Hall of Fame. So that that meant a lot, um, and that goes to show that. You know, you, you just never know who's watching you. Yeah, you know? that's that's, so, that's um, great. You know, just just continue to just do the right thing, and, and and you know things will work out. You know, for you for sure. Man, that's great. Now, how has that relationship helped your coaching over the last couple of years? I, I think the relationship has helped out a lot because you're able to just you know, as I said, you're able to just call upon um, and just to reach out and. You know, and, you know, it, you may have uh, an issue or something or just, you know, to pull some things out of us, uh, some games and so forth. But I, I just think the relationship is just um, has helped me tremendously in coaching because, you know, sometimes you may think, you know, <laughs> until you basically yeah. talk to someone who really does know. Exactly. Um, and, and has a different perspective uh, on you know, what it is that you're trying to do and, and you know, and, and helps you actually to become even a better coach and, 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 and not only a better coach, but a better mentor and, and help you to um, relate to some of the things, you know, that some of the kids need. You know, I, again, like these two guys, man, especially Shaka, you know, will tell you, you know, some of the things that your kids need to know, you know, if they want to play at this level. You know, and, and, and we're talking about things far from just putting the basketball in a hoop. We're talking about a lot of good things off the court, things that you need to do as far as your circle. Um, it's okay to just have, you know, three friends that are very important as opposed to trying to go out and say, you know what, well, I need 300 friends. Yeah. You know, so, you know, but both of them has been a, a, a tremendous uh, and as far as um, helping me to become a better coach as well. 
Man, that's great. And I know we talked off record about you um, doing basketball camps for Shaka Smart down in Austin. How did you get a chance and how did, did they reach out to you about, you know, running these basketball camps with them? How did you get affiliated with that? Well, the, the thing I, 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 I ran into Shaka um, several years ago at a, uh, at a coaching clinic uh, down at Bishop O'Connell as Joe Wooten. And, you know, just got to talk and he gave us DVDs and stuff. And he had one time, he just put his number on the DVD and said, hey, you need anything, just, you know, just give me a holler. And I just basically, you know, just wanted to give it a shot. I said, well, let me see if this is really his number. Um, and I called it and he answered. And, you know, so from that point on, you know, I, I was basically saying thank you for what you did at the clinic and so forth. And he said, no problem, anytime. And then I could, then I was working camps at uh, down in Kentucky with Coach Cal. And I just reached out to Shaka one time. And I was, and I'm sorry, he had reached out to me. And he said, hey, he said, if you ever want to come here and work camps, he said, get in touch with, um, you know, one of the coaching staff that he gave me the information. I did that. And I became you know, one of their, uh, the director of their operations, you know, um, as far as uh, overseeing the camp and stuff, um, for the past, uh, like what, four or five years now. And that's been a tremendous blessing. And, you know, I go up there, like I said, I'll watch practices and stuff, and I'll just basically just try to learn, you know, more about this game that we call basketball. So, um, you know, he's been a huge blessing to me. Man, that's great, man. That's good stuff, man. And like I said, man, it's always a pleasure, man, reaching back out to somebody that you grew up around and looked up to. And like I said, it's an honor and a pleasure for you taking the time out, you know, to come on the show and, you know, say your views on a lot of things and on a lot of attributes that you have that a lot of people might not know. So is there any extra things that you would like to tell the young listeners and some of the parents out there listening about kids in sports and how they can put their best foot forward and achieve their gene, their um, dreams and their goals moving forward in the sports. Yeah, well, one of the biggest things is basically just you know just simply uh, you know as a parent just continue to stay involved. Um, and and you know some kids may say, well, you know, mom, dad, why are you know you're not being nosy, you're not being concerned, you're just basically you know our parent. Uh, to really be involved in, in what your kid is doing. Don't always look at, well, he, he didn't play this game, he didn't play the last game. But then what you need to do is continue to focus on what's he doing in the classroom. Uh, because that's the most important thing is, you know, just doing the right thing in the classroom and taking the right classes. Uh, don't just settle for, you know, one particular class. If you can get another class that's going to challenge your son, then basically go and sit with the guidance counselor and see if we can, whatever we can do to get him, you know, really college or even the game of life uh, uh, prepared. And, and that'd be my biggest thing with parents is, uh, you know, be involved. Um, go to the PTA, go to the meetings, uh, the booster meetings, uh, you know, go to the parent conferences and those kind of things. Uh, sit down and maybe have that pre-talk before the basketball season and talk to the coach and say, these are some of the things that we're hoping that, you know, our son can obtain. How can you help us? Be very transparent. And we always tell parents, you know, the, the one of the biggest things is that, you know, be careful what you ask because you may not like what you're going to hear back. Uh, but be willing to accept nothing but the truth. And, and, and the truth that you're going to hear is nothing to be uh, demeaning or anything like that, it's just that you need to be transparent. 
Um, because I, again, like I said, we don't try to, we don't sell the kids to pie in the sky and say, hey, you're a big time D1 player. <laughs> we just, but, you know, we basically just sell, hey, you have the ability to play at the next level. Yes. And, and that's what it's all about. We've been very, very successful um, at Tuscarora, you know, since I've been there. Uh, we, we, we've gotten a lot of uh, kids, who, you know, go, going to college. This year was the first year um, uh, of my freshman. I mean, I've, I've been there for four years, but my, my freshman, um, all three of them actually graduated and they went to play college ball. Then we had this other kid who finally made the team. He's going He's going to play college basketball. That's great. So, I mean, that, that would be the thing, just continue to stay involved. And, and for the kids out there, uh, one of the biggest things is, you know, be different. You know, if that's your goal to, to play college basketball or your goal to just be successful in a game of life, you know, make sure that you're writing your goals down each and every day. And before you go to bed at night, to give thanks for that day. Exactly. What you should also do is just look at your goals and say, did I do everything today to get closer to my goal? Man, that's because great. you don't need any distractions. And if you're saying no, that means the next day you got to work harder. And then one of the biggest things, I know a lot of kids have a lot of shoes and they wear different ones every day. <laughs> but that one pair of shoes that they like so much, what they need to do is just put them as far underneath the bed as possible. So that way, when they have to get them, they have to get on their knees. And when they get on their knees, they just going to give thanks for another day before they put them on. And just stay humble and just do the right thing in the classroom. And they'll be truly blessed tremendously as long as they do the right thing. Man, that's great, man. And that's a great message, man. You, you, you displayed a great message in that last little segment. And like I said, man, I appreciate your time. I'm very humble. And like I said, I'm gracious, man. And I just want to thank you for taking out the time to join the show and do what you do best, man. And like I said, I really do appreciate you. And once again, man, that'll wrap up another episode of Simply Ball Dropping. Once again, I'm your host, KSAP, and we'll catch you on the next one. Deuces. Thanks for listening to the Simply Ball Dropping podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like, and share on all major platforms.